There's a scene in my book where I'm woken up by some cows, and really what I was most excited about recording this was that I got to moo. These strategies are kind of tried and true in the treatment of insomnia, and so I'm just really excited that this can be shared at a larger scale. At the end of the day, I felt like there was a big sense of accomplishment because it was extremely trying physically. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet writer and journalist Ted Conover, professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences, Eric Prather, and writer and podcaster, Kristen Helmstetter. Listen in as these authors describe what inspired them to write their books and what it was like for them to record in the audiobook studio. Enjoy. Hi, this is Ted Conover, author of Cheap Land, Colorado, Off-Gridders at America's Edge. I live in New York City, but I grew up in Colorado, and after Donald Trump was elected president, I thought, I am out of touch with what's happening in large parts of our country. My sister had told me about a remote valley in Colorado, not the cosmopolitan scene of ski resorts and all that, but raw land, cheap land, people moving there as homesteaders to start a new life. The more I learned about it, the more I learned a lot of them had voted for Trump and that it was going to be a fascinating place to immerse myself for a while. And that's how it began. If you had to describe what it was like to record your audiobook in one word, that word would be? I guess the word would be intense, because every sound counts. You know, as a writer, I get to hit the backspace key or delete large sections, and the recording process lets me take things over again, but it goes a lot better if I'm really concentrating. And I have to, because... What I say is being scrutinized by professionals, and it's intense. Is there a word or phrase that you realized you didn't know how to pronounce? Jeepland, Colorado opens with an epigraph by the great novelist Kent Harreff. And while I've read a lot of his books, I found I actually was not sure how to pronounce his last name. We paused during production and found an interview where he said rhymes with sheriff. So that was the answer, Kent Harreff. Who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't done it yourself? I was first entranced by an audiobook when I listened to Jim Dale narrate the Harry Potter stories. And I would listen with my kids, and that remains one of my great audiobook listening experiences. If he was not available, and I imagine he's getting on in years right now, I might give a try of my friend Kevin Connors up in New Hampshire, who's an actor who's just getting into audiobook recording. What about your narration are you most proud of? And or is there anything specific you're excited for listeners to hear? Well, there's a scene in my book where I'm woken up by some cows, and really what I was most excited about recording this was that I got to moo loudly for that scene. Oh, I also got to hiss when the rattlesnake needed to be caught. If you listened to audiobooks, what was the last great one you listened to? 
Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. He's just such a polymath and such a master of voices and of being entertaining. I thought he was terrific. Where's your favorite place to listen? Probably a comfortable chair. I've got to say occasionally a walk or while cooking, but I often just sit and listen. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. My first experience of the San Luis Valley came on a family car trip when I was 11. We stayed on the paved roads, but even that was impressive. The Great Sand Dunes National Monument, now Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve, looked like fake scenery from a movie until we were in it. I was amazed by its origin story. Grains of sand blown from one side of this huge expanse, about the size of New Jersey, had formed gigantic dunes on the other. Hi, this is Eric Prather, author of The Sleep Prescription. I wrote my book because 30% of the population report insomnia symptoms, and we know that insufficient sleep is a strong risk factor for a whole host of medical conditions and mental health problems. And so the goal of this book is to provide people with the strategies to get the sleep they sorely need, because I feel very strongly that everybody deserves the best rest. I was inspired to write this book because of my experiences at the sleep clinic treating people with insomnia and the power of what it means to give someone back their sleep. It really can be life-changing for them, and I've seen it happen. And so the opportunity to be able to share those strategies with more people was just too exciting to pass up because I do believe that we can really do a lot of good in improving people's sleep, which has downstream effects on their health and well-being. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be grueling. I know that I am not great at reading out loud, and the book was long, and the hours were long, but I felt like I should read it because it was written in my voice. It was inspired by the patients that I had seen and the strategies that I feel so strongly about. And so I couldn't imagine not reading it. However, that didn't, in the moment, make it much easier. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of words. I cannot believe how challenged I am in pronouncing words. Ones that come to mind are words like effortlessly, which is so ironic, but I'm sure there are many other words that our listeners will pick up. I'm really excited for these strategies to reach people. I know that so many suffer from sleep difficulties, and I think many can be helped by what is contained within this audiobook. These strategies are kind of tried and true in the treatment of insomnia and in our experience in our clinic. And so I'm just really excited that this can be shared at a larger scale. Our clinic has a really long wait list. There are very few providers around the country that do cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. Though this isn't exactly what you would get in the clinic, we're able to scale up these strategies in a way that we never could kind of seeing people individually. And so that is just a really, really exciting opportunity. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I'm a really big Simpsons fan. And so whoever does the voice for Homer Simpson, I might be into... (laughs) 
hearing, I think that might actually kind of really make it a more fun book. The last audiobook I listened to was with my son as a way of trying to get him into Harry Potter. It was something that he wouldn't necessarily sit and listen to read by hard copy book. And so my tactic was to listen to the audiobook and it was really great. And it did work. He did get excited about it and has kind of moved on to other books within the genre. So that was a really great experience by everybody in the family. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is typically on the train. I live in San Francisco and I have about a 40-minute commute on the UCSF shuttle that takes me to a different campus. So that's where I do almost all of my listening. And it really gives me this great opportunity to kind of zone out and kind of be immersed in the book. And it's one of the few times where I have this kind of set aside, consistent time period to do it. So that's kind of my favorite place. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. Let's compare humans to some of our fellow companions on this earth. Giraffes sleep less than five hours across the 24-hour day, while lions spend an amazing 16 to 20 hours resting or sleeping over that same period. The albatross, an enormous airplane of a bird that can travel 10,000 miles in a single journey, can achieve REM sleep while in flight. And hippos? They sleep underwater, unconsciously surfacing while sleeping in order to breathe. Even flowers have an internal clock. Hi, this is Kristen Helmstetter, author of Coffee Self-Talk. I wrote my book because I had started a magical morning routine that I was doing, and it turned my life around, and I wanted to share this with the world. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. Because of the team I'm working with, from the moment I arrived, everybody made me feel relaxed and excited and just told me to be my authentic self. I'm proud that I was able to get through it, (laughs) and at the end of the day, I felt like there was a big sense of accomplishment because it was extremely trying physically. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Leia Ramini because she comes as she is, she's authentic, and she's funny. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Where the Crawdads Sing. It was an amazing story to listen to while we were moving to Florida and driving through the South, and everywhere we looked, we could imagine the marsh and where the main character lived. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car with my husband, because it's something we can do together and we enjoy that. I also love listening to audiobooks when I walk, because it passes the time. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Coffee self-talk is a powerful, life-changing routine that takes only five minutes per day. It transforms your life by boosting your self-esteem, suffusing you with happiness, and helping you attract the life you've always dreamed of living. And, very importantly, it creates feelings of wholeness and worthiness. All this with your next cup of coffee. Coffee self-talk comprises two things. One, your morning coffee— and two, your self-talk. If you're not familiar with self-talk, then buckle your seatbelt, because self-talk will change your life. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. 
Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.